Hi friends, welcome to Soberland, a podcast where we talk about mental health, sobriety, and whatever we feel like that day. Um, I am your host, Lindsay, and today I have my special friend, special friend, <laughs> Eric, with me. What a joy, special friend. Yeah, it's been a little while since we I did an episode of this podcast. Not because I started drinking again. Let's let's just get that out there right away. Neither did I. No drinking here. Just no using. No drinking. <laughs> just, just lots of Netflix and and eating. Today we're in uh, Lindsay's parents' attic. Mm, yeah, we broadcasting should, from Lindsay's. We should really parents share attics. that around. <laughs> we'll I get to that in later, my though. Parents' attic. Yeah, we'll get to why we're we're there. But um, yeah, we're recording it in my parents' attic. Very excited to be here. Woohoo. So I, I guess let's see. The last seventeen months. Day one I woke up, I brushed my teeth. Now I'm not gonna take you through every single day of the last seventeen months, but most of it has been taken up by uh the pandemic, which hopefully everyone knows about that by now. Um if you don't, you should ask someone and Google that. Our experience with the pandemic, we were both Eric and I in Los Angeles in our little 700 square foot apartment with our cat and our dog and our two offices trying to work remotely. It was interesting. Would you say? Do you have a good time? I did. I had a I had a good surprisingly great time actually in the pandemic with just the four of us. It it got to a point where I think we were making I was making Eric make chocolate chip cookies every single night. We alternated between brownies and chocolate chip cookies and that lasted like a good two to three months and at one point i was I think like longer than that but yes. yeah i was like we got to stop this like we just lost touch with reality just never <laughs> left our apartment just watched a movie every night ate cookies every night we finally stopped with the cookies we did a full hard stop on refined sugar yeah that's not happening anymore but we did we stopped sugar we got a peloton briefly that was fun and we started coming up we started making to replace the chocolate chip cookies because we still needed you know a sweet treat at night we started making we call them chocolate cherry dreams eric's recipe it's basically frozen cherries ice cocoa powder which gives you the taste of chocolate but with basically no calories no calories no sugar banana and then either dates or maple syrup syrup. to give it some sweetness and it's great it satisfies our sweet craving now and now we won't get diabetes oh and some peanut butter but we prefer peanut butter butter powder powder because it's it's actually better for you than peanut butter but yeah i think we we had a, a good time during the pandemic it definitely i think like a lot of people it like put push the fast forward button on our relationship in i think a good way in a good way yeah not a fast forward to the end but a fast forward <laughs> to the next chapter this movie is over no um like i think the biggest thing was you sp- we spent every single moment together and we were like 24 wow. hours a day yeah and we were like work wow. day life day yeah yeah that's 24 hours a day correct um <laughs> and by the end of it we were like we don't hate each other we actually like love each other more and want to be together forever so that's what we decided to do we got engaged at the end of the year Um, you can't just fast forward that part we got engaged that's a big deal yeah we i know 
Do you want to tell the story? Yeah. So it was Christmas morning. I don't want to be annoying. It was Christmas morning and I was like, oh my God. No, it was Christmas morning and I came out to the tree and I saw this ginormous box on this table. Um, it was like a, was the a big white bow. It was a red box, the big white bow. And pretty much as soon as I saw that, I knew what was happening. <laughs> I was but like, I made her wait a full two hours before opening that box after breakfast, after coffee on the patio. And then she was allowed to open it. Yeah, I was like, so pretty much no, I knew what was going on here, but I wasn't allowed to open it um, until 10 a.m. So I'm just like. There's a reason for that. I'm really nervous. He's really obviously nervous and we know what's about to happen, but we can't address it because it's supposed to be a surprise. But anyways, finally 10 o'clock rolls around and he gets down on one knee gives me a nice little speech ask the question and I say I say yeah I say sure why not <laughs> I said yes and um and then at the end of it he opens up uh my laptop and both of our families and my best friend Gabby and Evan they are on a zoom call and they watch the whole thing so then it was like oh this is why we have to wait until 10 a.m got it but it was really sweet and it was really nice to have our families be a part of it since they couldn't physically be there with the due to the pandemic so he did a really really great job planning that if you don't know us we are both sober we had an episode that was just about eric's story if you didn't hear it go back and check it out i think it's tinfoil and sausages or something like that i can't remember but and he shared his story about sobriety well i'll stop you there and say i just passed my five-year clean date in march and Lindsay passed her three-year sober date in June of this year. Mm-hmm. Three years, yeah. Yay. So yeah, we continue to stay sober throughout the pandemic, which I think could be a challenge. I think I could say at least once a week, I thought to myself, if I were still using, this would be an ideal time to be deep in my addiction, just stuck at home all day eating as much as I wanted to watching as much TV as I wanted to with every excuse to never leave the house yeah that's actually pretty much exactly how I felt too it's funny that you say that because like I didn't actually I didn't actually struggle or have the urge to drink during a, throughout the pandemic um, but I definitely had the thought like you just said like oh old Lindsay would have loved this like this would have been perfect I could just drink all day you know, because when I was drinking, going to work was like the only thing that I would stay sober for because it's like, you know, you need money to pay for this lifestyle and this habit. And it was like, a, from if you end up losing your job from drinking, then you might have to admit that you actually have a problem. <laughs> so I feel like my job was like the only thing that kept me sober. Um, yeah. And so having that ability to just work from home and hide that ease you know much more easily than if i was going into and you could have been drunk or high all day working and that would have been yeah that would have been tough yeah that would have put the fast forward button towards well death let's be (laughs) honest pretty much so i think like it was a perfect situation for the old me and i would have really had a, a good time um but as far as you know present day Lindsay and sobriety I didn't honestly struggle that much with it 
I think a huge part of that was having Eric there with me, a partner who also is sober and prioritizes their mental health. I think just generally that's an important piece of living clean and sober is having someone that's on that same path with you. It's a, it's a tough thing. I think pandemic or not to be in a relationship with someone that's either still drinking or still using. Uh, Yeah, I totally agree. I think we handled it extremely well. And I think also it helped, it helped me reevaluate a lot of things. It helped me be very clear about what's critically important to me and mute out a lot of the noise and the busy work and, um, expectations from the world and I think what what I came out with was there are a handful of things that are critically important to me Um, family Lindsay um, our unit our little pup my cat my parents Lindsay's parents like family and friends not uh not that revolutionary, but sometimes it gets lost in a lot of, you know, just the busyness of life. And maybe this sounds corny, but the pandemic really helped me focus on what's super important. And that led us to reevaluating, I think, being in California. I remember it was like a Sunday morning, Eric wasn't feeling well because I don't know if we shared this on here, but Eric had some really serious health issues in the past and some major surgeries and for the most part is good now, but occasionally has flare ups and things happen um, where he won't feel well. And I think we were going through one of those episodes where you just, you weren't feeling well for like a while and you were just feeling really overworked and we were, you know, stuck in this little tiny apartment and not able to really get, any space or fresh air and it it just it's kind of just a moment where you're like we work so hard and it's like for what to just continue to like be suffering in this little tiny place and not happy here and we just were kind of craving more space and more nature and not wanting the pressure so much to pay this insanely high rent in this place um that we didn't really want to be anymore would you say that was yeah, kind of... I mean, that, yeah, I think that's it. We we knew what we needed to have to be happy, and we were happy spending time with each other, but it's like, why? We can do that anywhere. Yeah. We don't need to be in L.A. Um, it was, in this it tiny was kind apartment. Of like that work to live kind of mentality is like... Work we're... to live, live to work. And then you die. It is all meaningless, <laughs> as we like to say sometimes. <laughs> Just remember, everything is meaningless. That's no. right. Um, yeah, I just it was like we just felt like we were living to work, working to live. To live is that right? I don't. I don't know. know. Basically, I just felt like we were drained emotionally, and I don't think it's important to us yeah. anymore to to be to say we live in L.A. Like, who gives a shit? It has its bright spots, but they are. I, I, I think if everyone got really honest with each other, 
big reason that they live in LA is to say, I live in LA. And people can be like, oh, that's so cool. There's like this glamorous view of LA that's just only attainable for certain people, like very rich people, successful people. And the rest of us are living in, you know, one bedroom apartments with six roommates. And (laughs) I mean, we were doing okay. We're both having, we had successful careers and incomes and it's just like you said our priorities definitely changed throughout the pandemic pandemic and i think being healthy and happy and, and our like goals changed like we were now talking about like we want to buy a home and eventually like have a family and just our priorities changed and so basically through all of that we decided to start this adventure <laughs> adventure question mark no we decided to put all of our things into storage into a pod and we brought what we and needed. We cast that pod aside. Yeah, and it's still in storage. Podcast. Oh, okay, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> but so I sold my car. I sold my motorcycle. She sold her car. We sold a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we sold our Peloton, which we loved. So sad. We only sad. had it for like three months. It was amazing. Um, it was everything. Shout out we to needed. Cody. <laughs> yeah. So we just packed up the car with the things that we needed and since we are working remotely we thought well why don't we just travel a little bit i have family on the east coast and there's some some cities that we've always kind of been interested in but don't know too much about and we kind of want to go check it out and see if it's somewhere we want to live so we started this adventure we basically just drove immediately to the other side of the the country to the east coast i mean we had some stops along the way we sedona and santa fe and oklahoma city where we stayed like a night at each place but when we first started this whole adventure the place we were most excited about was nashville we thought that, like that's for sure the place we're gonna end up it's awesome and um it was okay <laughs> i think i mean i really liked it when we got there it was great it was like a a wide open great food exciting city that was small enough to get to the other side of in 20 minutes but big enough to be interesting and um exciting yeah so, I mean, really good food it. everywhere yeah. we, i think that was the highlight is the food was really good everywhere we went so we've had some a series of unfortunate events at a few of our uh airbnbs and places that we've stayed and this is kind of the first one we experienced when we were in nashville it randomly just like a tornado went through one day um out of nowhere and a tree fell on our car and now we have um several trees fell still the car's still working it's still has you know gotten us through the whole trip but um the tree also fell on the power lines and so we had to leave the airbnb and it was just you know super stressful situation and i think that kind of put a cloud over the nashville experience for us but i think despite that I don't know just it's a place that's filled with honky tonks and bachelorette parties which are cool for like a weekend but I don't know if I want to be surrounded by that and of course you can avoid that if you know if you try but I it was just a little too much of that for me yep totally yeah I mean if someone like gave me a a hundred thousand no if someone gave me I'm <laughs> how much would they have to pay you for you to live there <laughs> if someone gave me five hundred thousand dollars i'd move to nashville and i'd be happy but i'm I'm not just gonna move there oh yeah no it's 
it's certainly not on the top of our list after all the places we've been. Yeah. Lindsay makes fun of me because I do this thing where whenever we get to a new city, I say, wow, this is great. This is my favorite so far. <laughs> so we've only gotten to Nashville in our story. So that's that's how I'm describing my reaction was, oh, this is great. Yeah, he does that. And then the next place, oh, this is my, no, no, this is my favorite place. I'm like, okay. <laughs> But uh, after Nashville, oh my God, we um, we had a whole month stay booked at this dairy farm in Columbia, Tennessee, which is about an hour south of Nashville. And we were super excited for that because that was exactly what we were craving is like quiet space. Um, and it was kind of in the middle of nowhere. And so we get to the Airbnb <laughs> and it looks great. We're excited about it. There's cows outside and you know patsy's playing with cows and hiking trails hiking trails they left us some fresh farm e eggs mm -hmm. we're pumped about it um pumped. <laughs> we're psyched we're ready for this um and then i wake up in the morning and i find little things in our clothes in our suitcase and little black little bead things yeah and I thought there were bugs. They're not. And I'm just like, what are these things? And so I, you know, clean out our suitcase and I am, I'm vacuuming these little things up off. And the they're like falling out of our clothes. It's like you lift up our clothes and they're just shower down onto the carpet. Yeah. And then I, so I, I'm vacuuming up the carpet to pick up these little things and out po <laughs> pops um, a mouse from the closet and I scream louder than I've ever screamed in my life. Like my throat was sore for like three days and Eric runs up cause he thinks that I just like chopped my arm off and I was like, Oh my God, there's a mouse in here. And, um, and so we realized, Oh, the little black things in our luggage, that's mouse poop. And poopy in our luggage. So I let the host know they're like, like, oh yeah by the way we did have a rat or a mouse infestation a couple weeks ago we thought it was clean but apparently it's <laughs> they're like we had still some, there we had some dirty people stay with us they had they left it was a woman and her kid and they left food in the bed and they were very dirty and since then we've had a mouse problem but we thought we fixed it like no you definitely didn't and so we thought about it for like an hour or two and i was like yeah i feel like this is just the beginning of this problem there's no such thing as just one mouse it's like roaches if you see one you know that there's like probably a dozen others i don't know somewhere. how much a mouse poops like one mouse there's but a lot the of amount mouse of poop, poop yeah indicates more than one mouse yeah so we thought about it and we're like you know what let's just pack up my parents live about three hours from here we'll pack up in the morning and we'll just go stay with them we told the lady we're out we're leaving in the morning. Um, I'm traumatized, so I don't really sleep that night. I, I rewash every piece of clothing that we've brought, and I sanitize our suitcase, and I'm just freaked out. We we close we close the closet door where we found the first mouse, and I put towels underneath. So so basically, we're like barricading it in there so it can't get out. So we know that that original mouse is in the closet and it's trapped in there and it can't get out. So. Um, so the next morning I wake up really early and I go downstairs and I see a mouse in Patsy's food bowl. So mouse number two is found and I'm like, thank God we're getting out of here. This is gross. And, uh, we're all packed up in the car about to go. And right before I leave, I go, Eric, 
can you go check the that closet that the mouse was in and just make sure we didn't leave anything in there and he's like sure he opens up the door and I'm behind him and we're looking around and I see this little tiny pink thing on the ground and I think it's like a little toy pig like it's a little tiny pink thing and as I get you forgot to pack your little toy pig yeah like a little thing that you'd use in like monopoly like I mean monopoly piece it was like that small and it was pink and I was like it's a pig you know I don't know if that's even a monopoly piece but I get closer to and it's moving and I'm like oh my god it's a fresh infant pig not pig mouse mouse it's a fresh infant mouse so the mouse that we found was pregnant and had babies in the closet while we were sleeping so we were there for for that special moment the miracle (laughs) of life it was extremely fresh it was like bright pink no fur teeny like thumbnail size fresh yeah we have photos if if you're interested, reach out. We'll send DM you. me for photos. <laughs> DM me for infant my my <laughs> photos. I got you. <laughs> yeah, so that was a fun experience. That so that that just like triple confirmed. Like we're getting the hell out of here. And then we uh, got to my parents for and we stayed there for a month. Uh, they live in North Georgia. Not a whole lot going on there. Um. What else? The silence is an indication of what we did in Georgia. No, that's really, there's really, that's all I can say <laughs> about Georgia is just, it's Georgia. Yeah. But it was nice to recharge and spend some time with Lindsay's parents. Oh, yeah. So then we were off again, and we don't have to go through every single place, but we'll run through them quickly. Uh, we did Asheville. No, we did Chattanooga, Tennessee. Oh, we did Chattanooga, Tennessee, which was, which was good. That was fun. Chattanooga's cool. Um, at the time, it was my favorite place. <laughs> and then we went to Hendersonville, North Carolina, uh, which I can say was not my favorite. More and like Hell No. Hell No. Yes. North Carolina. That's a good one, babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It. It's just. It, we thought it was like a cute little small town with charm that was like Gilmore Girls but no it was like nothing was open ever and nothing was going on and I accidentally booked our stay in the attic of a haunted 100 year old mansion bed and breakfast um, we had little windows I mean, like no windows mansion. no air no kitchen <laughs> they were just surrounded by ghosts and pictures of creepy little girls well there was creepy women posted all over the the place and yeah it turns out that's the hobby of the owner he likes to collect collect photos photos of of old vintage women hard pass on hendersonville so um after that we went to Asheville, north carolina which was really cool Uh, my good friends gabby and evan were there so we got to spend some time with them and then we hit charleston yeah and that was my favorite place mm-hmm. at the time. And it still is. And think, it still is. I think it's still, I think it's still at the top of my place. list. Um, Charleston is a, is a wonderful place. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for us is when we got there, we went to the beach and we just immediately... Lindsay saw the beach and just immediately started crying. Yeah, I got emotional at the beach. <laughs> I just it's felt- incredible that we didn't 
even realize how impactful it was. I mean, we knew that the beach was important to us, but once we got there, our, I don't know, we had like mental muscle memory of being near the beach and it was so much more calming and peaceful and just made us feel at home. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I grew up on in South Florida on the beach. You grew up in Carpinteria on the beach. Yeah. It definitely it feels like home to us. But yeah, I think I, we were both a little surprised by like how much it like brought relief and felt, Yeah, that's what it was. Good. It was relief. Yeah. And so um, once we got to that point, we realized that living near the beach is a must for us, whether that be Charleston or somewhere else that we definitely want to be near the beach. And so then that kind of crossed off everywhere we had been prior to that because that's more mountains. But, you know, this, that's the whole point of this trip is that we're experiencing things to see what is the right fit. Um, but, yeah, Charleston was really cool. A lot of history, a lot of beautiful beaches. I saw the cast of Southern Charm, which, yeah, within 30 seconds, we, like, haven't even gotten to our hotel yet. We're, like, driving to the hotel and we get on King Street. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Shep. And he's like, who? <laughs> Eric's like, who is this? Who are these people? <laughs> why are they important? He's like, why does one of them own a pillow store? Like, <laughs> one of them just, like, only why sells pillows. Why are these people important? Yeah, they're not. But, yeah, we like Charleston a lot. Um, and then after Charleston, we did Wilmington, North Carolina, which was, I thought it was a pretty the cool. Hollywood of the East. Yeah, the Hollywood of the East. It's the filming location of One Tree Hill, Dawson's Creek, Muppets in Space. Muppets in Space. Wilmington was cool. I think we both were like, this isn't where we want to live, but I thought it was a fun time. It was a fun time. And like a little river you walk around near. Yeah, it had more like a river city boardwalk vibe. And, you, and then you had to drive a half an hour to the beaches. Yeah, the beach was a little too far for us. but. And then we went to, is it Beaufort or Beaufort? I can't. Beaufort, North Carolina. Okay, Beaufort is South Carolina. We went to Beaufort, North Carolina. We took a ferry out to this island that had. Shackleford horses. Shackleford. Yes, wild horses on the island of whatever the island was. Yeah, and it's like nobody really knows how they got there. They've been there for like hundreds of years, and um, they're just really unique horses, and we laid out on the beach and saw them, and that was fun. Yeah, that was nice. Good day. Took a ferry ride out there and back. Yeah. So from this point on, we're, we're moving up north, and we know that we don't want to live in any of these places because we grew up, you know, in Southern California and South Florida and we are not North people. So we're just at this point, we're just driving up North to eventually get to a wedding that Eric is in, in upstate New York. So these stops along the way are just a part of that journey. We're not really like searching for our, our home. Right. That's right. Yeah. But we are checking it out and visiting people like your brother and your old, your old good friend, Caroline. Right. So we, we stopped in DC, saw my brother, saw the white house um, pretty sure we saw Bernie Sanders. Lindsay's convinced we saw Bernie Sanders. <laughs> we were at dinner and my sister-in-law was like, oh my God, is that Bernie Sanders? And I, at first I was like, no. But then I like, the more I looked and then I was like Googling his wife and that woman looked like his wife. And I just... Bernie! I just, I just wanted to be Bernie Sanders. So it's Bernie Sanders. So let's just tell people it's Bernie Sanders. That was fun. We went to... Philadelphia where my good friend Caroline lives so the first day we in Philadelphia we're walking to Whole Foods to get groceries for the week and Eric's like oh my god it's the Rocky Stairs and I was like oh cool 
and so we like walk over there and he's like here video film me running up the stairs with patsy and i was like okay and like i'm filming him and i'm like here he's like you didn't do it right and i was like what are you talking about he's like it's like the rocky movie i'm like well i've never seen rocky (laughs) he's like why are you filming me then (laughs) she's neglected to mention anything about not having seen the rocky movie this whole time yeah so obviously we had to watch it so we watched rocky one and two while in philadelphia we did i thought they were great highly recommend highly recommend adrian adrian now i know what that reference means i never knew my whole life it's like you know take the gun leave the cannoli and then once you see like godfather you're like oh my god life makes sense that's it (laughs) so we basically screamed adrian at each other for the rest of the trip through philadelphia and then we finally make it up to new york city um which we decided to be super bougie and stay at the Soho Grand Hotel in Soho. Which is a convenient little skip over of the reality of what happened, which was we first booked a dingier hotel in Midtown Manhattan, checked it out, and it was disgusting. It's so gross. It was gross. There were pigeons <laughs> that made their home on the balcony. That's pretty in the dozens. standard New York, but yeah. at least the room was dirty. And the and we room were was like, dirty. We don't want to do this. We're in New York. So yeah, we, we picked a bougie hotel, which is super fun. Uh, we ate out a lot, had lots of delicious food. I did some shopping. I love New York. I mean, it's like, for me, that was like the fun, the most fun place yeah, that we New went. New York is it. New York is awesome. Yeah. But then it's like, could I live there? Probably not. Definitely not. It's a little too stressful to live, but super fun to visit. And then we finally made it up to upstate New York for the wedding that Eric was in. I don't think it's technically upstate New York. It's like an hour north of Manhattan. Right. So it's like... A town in New York. Yeah. <laughs> That's not Manhattan. That's right. <laughs> they have those? Yeah. Yeah. And that was super fun. Eric got dressed up in his tux. Lindsay oh. wore a fancy... Um, pastel striped sequin dress it's very nice yeah so I was meeting like some of his closest friends for the first time and I was like is it okay if I wear a rainbow sequins dress to meet all of your friends for the first time I said yes he's like sure why not yeah and then we should mention it was a uh, a Greek orthodox wedding lots of fun dancing our first time at one of those so it's a lot of you know an hour and a half long ceremony lots of standing up and down um yeah they had a greek band and there was lots of holding hands and dancing in a circle throwing dollar bills in the air very fun highly recommend attend a greek orthodox wedding if you can <laughs> in your life it was like my, the movie a big my big fat greek wedding yeah, it was exactly like that exactly I was tired by the end of that. It was a long journey of a different place every week. Setting up my office every week. So now, after that, we drove straight back to my parents in North Georgia. So that's where we are are right now. Hence, we are in my parents' attic. So yeah, now we're going to rest for a while. And what's interesting is all through this, I mean, we haven't talked about 
drinking or using or the thinking about it. And we've had such a full adventure that really it hasn't come up much. I think that's a great point because for me, every time I would travel in the past, the whole trip and experience was focused on drinking and bars and what bar are we going to go to? Where are we going to drink next? We're going to do this activity outside. We need to bring alcohol, you know? So it was... The last time you were in New York was was drinking. Right. Someone had asked me, have you been to New York before? Is this your first time? I said, well, I've been, but the other time I was just pretty much drunk the whole time. So I don't, I didn't really see much. So um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how it is with all these places. I was able to actually like experience the town and see things and do things and eat things and, you know, actually see what it's like to be there and what the town is like, as opposed to just seeing the inside of a bar. Right. So definitely um, a different experience. I would say a better, more fulfilling experience. Yeah. And for me, it's kind of fulfilled that need that I think I had in part when I was using, which is uh, that desire to have something special in my life, to be different or unique. And um, You are special. Thank you. You're very special. Um, live an exciting life or, or a different life something that's you know you can tell a story about or or it's like actually living life seeing things yeah except it's obviously a far more healthy and meaningful and um i don't know it's just a better way to live life than to using drugs and alcohol obviously yeah for sure and I think it's better than our other situation where we were just like locked up in our apartment and you know felt very stuck there we've been able to get some fresh air and see things and do things while working remotely um that's another piece is like we've had to work obviously to like fund this trip so we you know we we work during the week um and we actually have both worked like Pacific standard hours while on the East Coast. So we, it's been kind of interesting. We've been able to like, we wake up in the morning and try and do some things, go on a hike or see something. And then we, we work in the afternoon um, and then see things on the weekends. And so that's been a bit of a challenge, I think, and definitely made it a little bit stressful. But in the end, it's been, it's been fine. And it's kind of crazy that even on top of doing all the traveling and driving and whatever you know we had the energy and the desire to to get out and do stuff the first half of the day and you know in LA it's we just didn't have that Mm -hmm. and part of that is you know we've seen it all or a lot of it um but the other piece is we just needed a injection of excitement and adventure yeah definitely i think even if in the end of all of this we end up having to go back to california for work or one reason or another i'm still really glad that we did this because it just seen so much and got to see a lot of people that we love and i mean it's definitely been expensive it's been stressful but overall i'm really glad that we did that yeah and it going back to what we were talking about at the beginning it reminds me again of you know what's what's the most important things in our life and that's 
tightening our relationships with our family and having a sense of adventure and having each other and I, there's not a whole lot else that's critically important yeah and when we when we have those things and we lean into those things we're we're the happiest yeah for sure so next up i'm probably going to hit up uh some of florida even though i'm from there and i know it very well it's been a while since i've been there and last time i was there i was still drinking and so i feel like going there now my experience will be a little bit more different it'll be more focused on the beach and what <laughs> what florida has to offer <laughs> um, other than just drinking which people give florida a lot of crap and i get florida's it Florida's always the butt of the joke it is but it's actually like a really beautiful place in some areas like we're gonna go to like clearwater and saint pete and hang out on the beach there and saint augustine and yeah there's weird crazy people and weird things happen there but there's also as we've seen everywhere there's weird crazy weird, people. crazy people everywhere really everywhere and crazy shit happens everywhere yeah and there's idiots everywhere mm-hmm. and there's smart people a, a lot of places yeah so we're gonna check that out see if that might be an option for us yeah what are the kinds of things that you've been doing through all of this to stay sober and mm-hmm. be connected to your sobriety and yeah well for me I felt most supported and connected to therapy you know like I know for you it's in a lot of people uh, like AA or in your case NA it really makes you feel supported in that group that you have and that's awesome we've talked about this I'm not a, like necessarily opposed to AA I just I feel like therapy is something I feel most connected to because that's what I first reached out to is when I wanted to get sober was a therapist and that's really what I I leaned on throughout that experience and to this day I I still you know that's a huge part of my life and so therapy and talking to my therapist has definitely done that for me and kept me so you know kept me sober and mentally healthy what about you well, a lot of things, but like you mentioned, um, I've got this really incredible group of, of guys in Narcotics Anonymous that I communicate with pretty regularly, um, and we started this email chain back and forth of of basically working all the steps just via email, and then we'd have Zoom calls, which was also a new thing, right? We didn't have Zoom meetings before, but we started doing that every other week, and it was I, I'm, it was like I was more connected to all of them and to NA than I had ever been before because it made it so easy to do. Um, I don't know. People have their opinions about Zoom calls and video calls and all of that. I'm in the I like them camp. <laughs> Me too. They're just as effective, in my opinion. But Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really awesome that you have that group I'm slightly envious that you found this awesome group of people that you connect with and it's like so cute to see you at night when we would get home from like an adventure a day of adventure you'd be like I need to email the group and you know I don't know what you guys talk about because that's your business but and you do whatever you do and you give them an update on how you're doing and what you did that day and and they're all really supportive and it's really great to have that 
like a whole group of people like that to fall back on. I, I personally, honestly, if I get honest with myself, I'd love to find something like that. And I know the best place to find that is AA. Yeah. I just think it's important to know that, you know, it's not as though we get to just run off on this adventure and magically we stay clean and sober. It just, it's not how it works, right? Mm -hmm. We still have to think about it. We still have to address it and work on it. And there were still plenty of times when, you know, we, that, that kind of stuff crosses our mind. Yeah. Um, Like at the wedding, we were both talking about this like beautiful wedding. I had like, you know, coursed out meals and wine pairing with each meal and just like, Eric smelled some of the wine and he was like, Oh my God, that wine smells really good. Not like a, Oh my God, alcohol. I love alcohol. But like, this was smells like a really floral, nice wine that would pair well with this meal. And I wish I could experience that, but you know, and I just was blown away because I haven't smelled wine for so long. And this was a nice wedding and the wine was nice. Mm -hmm. And they had it all poured and table set as we sat down and there I am and I just put it up to my nose and it's I I did it enough to where I started thinking this feels awkward and uncomfortable and it's just making me feel a little off and that's when I put my arm up and waved over the waiter and was like can you take these away please <laughs> yeah Which, that that's it was interesting because I don't know if I struggle more with with wanting to drink than you do or if maybe I just you know I share that more like some I'm having a craving or something I'm struggling or something else I'll tell you like I want to drink and I feel like I I don't say it like every day but like I definitely say it more than you do and I, I share like that I'm having like a craving or something like that but you really never do I don't think you actually ever have in the two years that I've been with you and I think that was like the first time and I was so I was like whoa that apparently i need to speak up a little bit more because it certainly crosses my mind you just don't yeah you just don't verbalize it as much as i do and so when the fact that you actually said like this is good like uh and i could see that you were like having some thoughts there about it and so i've never seen that before and so i'm glad that you did that you had them take the glasses away and it's it's not like i would have drank it i mean who who the fuck knows but I, i wouldn't have as far as i'm concerned but just the playing the tape through in my head of what it's like and what it could be like and then what might happen in a week to two weeks to a month if that started to happen it's just super scary yeah even starting with just a smell of a glass of wine and then like once again like you and I had each other you know everyone around us was drinking I don't as far as I could tell and so I mean to be able to have each other and be like hey yeah let's let's definitely not do this like we're gonna regret this tomorrow if we do and eat this yeah it's not just we're gonna regret this tomorrow if we do it's this is this is not an option right i mean that's what i meant but to have each other one you don't feel like you're the only sober person there but also just when you are slightly struggling to feel supported by that person that was nice once again, it, highly the, recommend dating someone that's sober if you're sober. Correct. <laughs> at the end of the wedding, uh, m- the the groom and the best man, my two very close friends, uh, because I was the only sober person, they tasked me with holding the 
big white chest full of cash and which we then gifts. stole <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> to get it back to the hotel safely so there was a, a validation at the end yeah they trust you you're more trustworthy when you're not blackout drunk it's just a, th- it it's is. Just a thing it's a thing <laughs> you're more trustworthy yeah when you're not stealing money and not answering calls and coherent oh one thing i kind of haven't been watching a lot of reality tv which i have to say has been actually better for my mental health but we have been watching a lot of um you know movies throughout the pandemic and shows and i think we should definitely highlight some of our favorites and um sopranos i was gonna say we watched the entire series of the sopranos we ended that a while ago we i think we started that but that's all we still talk about still, basically it's, it was very it was very very impactful highly recommend if you have not seen if you haven't seen it if you haven't seen it in more than two years you should rewatch it i'm ready to watch it again i think me it's too so good so less than two years i guess and they're coming out with a new movie oh they are they're coming out with a prequel mm-hmm. of tony with his son starring in it that's exciting excited about that that's very exciting what else we watched the movie speed with keanu reeves that's right we did fully that was my childhood favorite movie so Lindsay had to see it sandra bullock classic what else we watched rosemary's baby i'm just hitting some of the highlights like the ones that we were really like and then rocky was one of those for me too we watched all three godfathers yep which i hadn't seen all three of them in a row before yeah i mean i haven't i hadn't seen all of them from beginning to end before i mean we watched new girl from beginning to end again because that's my favorite show after the sopranos we oh i'm actually a little concerned because we do watch a lot of hgtv and i'm starting to like talk about it with people like i'm like do you watch hgtv what's your favorite hgtv <laughs> i did that at the wedding people are like uh it's weird because we don't even own a home like we're just obsessed with these renovation shows it started small it started with just like a a little oh this is cute in the beginning and then we started noticing that the same one was on again as a you know as a rerun and now it's just on as like background just yeah it's comforting like we leave it on for patsy when we leave That's her alone because right. it makes her feel like she's at home she recognizes it it's actually probably educating us for when we do finally it purchase is our home yeah we won't be it's my favorite kind lost. of tv it's educational also yeah my favorite show is probably hometown or i like the two brothers property brothers but the most the most ridiculous one is the millionaire lottery winner home oh yeah that one's absurd where they just bring in these people that won like you know a couple million dollars on a scratch off by chance and now they're looking to buy a home and these people are just which which led Lindsay to insist on buying scratchers every time we stop at a gas station to fill up not every time but i've definitely been doing it more um i've been buying more scratch offs which i should probably be careful with that and watch that a little bit yeah but it's not a problem um i'll i'll admit when it's it's a problem (laughs) but it's there's there's the addict coming through here she's also not not mentioning that she downloaded an app for playing the lottery okay she's all (laughs) 
is also playing the Latvian app now. But the thing is, the app isn't active in Georgia. I downloaded it in New York because I saw commercials like, oh. get your first lotto ticket for free. So that's how they get you. I was like, free ticket? Yeah. And then I, I did buy a few, but not nothing crazy. I think it's been like $10. Um, but that's the, how yeah, it starts. I know. That is how it starts. I'm kind of like, where's the nearest casino? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a scratch off now. But uh, no, I will. I'm definitely careful. Um, it's just like a fun thing to do. Like probably every other gas station we stop at on our trip while we grab. Yeah, one. I generally think gambling is awful and I don't do it ever. And I haven't won anything. I think I won, I won $10 one time, which isn't that big of a deal. Yeah, it's not fun. worth like. It's a fun, entertaining little thing to do every gas, every other gas station. Have we talked about Patsy enough yet? Have we talked about Patsy enough? Patsy's our angel, precious angel baby pup who comes Patsy, with us everywhere. Patsy's our angel from heaven. It's funny because we bring her basically everywhere we go, including when we go sightseeing. So we have photos of Patsy like with the White House and on a mountaintop and like Patsy a waterfall. Read, <laughs> Patsy read the Gettysburg Address at the Lincoln Memorial. She's she was been at the to, Liberty Bell. That's right. She's I mean, been she's through the streets of New York. She has. She's seen more of America than the average citizen. It's true. It's it's very true. But she's a precious angel, and we love her very much. So she's here with us today. But yeah, I'm uh, excited to be doing an episode of this podcast that I've missed and love so much. And I'd like to continue. I'd love to have people on the podcast to share their story um of their sobriety or mental health struggle that they overcame or you know if you just want to talk about your dog because that's good for our mental health but yeah if anyone is interested um and being a guest on the podcast i'd love to have you so please reach out i think i'm going to activate the uh, instagram again because that's always an easy fun way to communicate with people so reach me on there i think it's soberland podcast on instagram hopefully more episodes to come Thanks for doing this with me, babe. Anytime, babe. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye.